Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to BREELnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. And welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. I am Jordan, along here with Eric and Ed, and uh, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I had a better opening in that, but I forgot the guy's name. Taserface. I was going to say I was Taserface, but anyway. <laughs> well, I'm there Mary fucking Poppins. Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so anyway, rewind. I'm Taserface with Eric and Ed. Anyway, but thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're excited to talk about this. I don't know where all three of us stand with this. We all talk about our movie experiences, but I will say right off the bat, I was not a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, but because of this movie, I have been converted into a fan. So I'm I'm definitely excited to talk about this with you guys. Where do you guys stand? Are you guys fans of the the, the comic? Are you guys familiar with the lore? I mean, do you guys know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, you know, in 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 my remember in my memory, Guardians of the Galaxy was were were sort of an ancillary set of characters. Like they were there, and then they got an Infinity Gem or Soul Gem. Now the Infinity Stones, and so they had to come in to help in the war with Thanos. But that was it. But when they so they had to make the movie, and when I heard they were making the movie, it's like okay, now they're sort of sort of reaching. You could have given that to something else. And the first one was incredible. It was probably my favorite of all of them. That I was, I just felt a little disappointed with this one. I mean, not that it wasn't funny, not that it wasn't good, but it just it, it wasn't as good as the first one, in my personal opinion. Well, we'll get we'll get into that one, but uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. I, I did not ever read the comic. Uh, I, it was pretty ob- obscure from what I understand. Like it was just kind of like. You know, not necessarily bottom shelf, but in in an age where they're just kind of pumping out comics and they just kind of um, did this one. You know, it, it wasn't one of the the mainstream popular ones. Or maybe I, I that's what I took it as. That's my interpretation of it. But yeah, the movie came out. I had to do some research on it. I didn't know all the the characters completely. I knew some of them because of you know crossing over characters or storylines. But um, the movie I thought was fantastic. When, uh, the first one. I remember walking out of it, just going like, "Yeah, that was actually pretty fucking." Like, it, there's like a few movies where I'm just like, I went into it like, I don't know what the hell this is about. I remember walking out, going, "Yeah, this is awesome." That was like, I think this one, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, was where I was like, "You know what? I would, every part of that, front to back." Ooh, but, Scott Pilgrim fan here, everybody. Ooh, that was a great. Edgar Wright did a great job with that movie, just like he does with most of his uh, movies, if not all mm. of them. But yeah, I, I think that the first Guardians of the Galaxy, just, just front to back, it established itself early, and you went along with a good time the, the entire movie. No, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I always had a struggle with Guardians of the Galaxy because I just, I just was not into it. The movie came out for me, the original movie came out for me at a time where it was like superheroes up the ass, and I was just kind of getting burnt out. Then, uh, Ed, same thing as you. Like, Marvel presents Guardians of the Galaxy. What the? Oh, God, they're just throwing in the D-list now. Like, you know, everything's going to be a superhero. But, no, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, but our, but definitely my theater experience, uh, today's Wednesday. We always record on Wednesday for behind the scenes for the fans. And uh, I went by myself because of my new work schedule. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I went to the uh, so I went to the 11 o'clock first showing, not 3D. The, the early bird morning. special. Yeah, uh, my lord, I sent you guys a message about it. Uh, There was 10 of us in the theater, and every single one of them was nerd, fat, definitely single. I'm like, oh, God. So this this could be my movie experience for the next however many years I work there. So I'm excited to see what Alien's going to be. 
But uh, <laughs> probably really enjoyed the shit out of it. How about you guys? Yeah, I know. Uh, did you guys go see it like uh, like opening weekend? Did you guys have a big crowd? What you guys experience? I went Sunday with my dad because uh, he he wanted to see it because he liked the first one. And uh, it was actually – it was midday. It was middle of the afternoon. Now, we went to a 2D version. We got, we got there slightly late and got the best seats in the house. It was, it was not even a quarter of the way full. Wow. At the same theater that we all went to? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Eric, how about you, buddy? I went on a Thursday. I went uh, – so the early, the early show. So uh, it, it opened up on Friday. Oh, did you? And uh, you know how some theaters, or I don't maybe you don't because you're ghetto ass theaters. But, <laughs> but some of the theaters around, around here they they leak over, and um, I think it's to alleviate or make more money probably. Uh, but but you just kind of space out so more people can see it, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, they start showing it at like uh, Thursday after 7 p.m. is when they start doing regular, and so I saw it at 7:30 on a Thursday. Nice packed house. Wow. Um, yep, it was it was full top to bottom. We had to didn't this already make 140 million, Eric? I, it it's made quite. Are you opening day? You mean? Here, let I mean, me like opening weekend, I guess. Let me uh, let me uh, pull up. Let me pull up the stats here. But which, uh, by the way, while you're pulling it up, that's a little bit unfair if you think about it. That the big movies get to open at the end of the day on Thursday, and they still count it as the weekend. Yeah, and yeah, like, but like the same goes for like um, the movies that open up on holidays or blockbusters yeah. open up on Wednesdays. Um, yeah, art houses uh, don't they usually open up like uh, on Tuesdays or some weird shit like that? Well, that's so that they can have as many days as possible to to count money. <laughs> Yeah. Um, last time I looked, it was like 140 million. I don't know if that was even correct. Yeah, I'm pulling up big numbers right now. It's uh, opening weekend is at domestic uh, 168, so almost 170 million right now. Uh, worldwide, it's at a half a billion, just about. Jeez. I'm, I'm rounding up. Half it's a at, billion worldwide? Uh, 450, actually, if I'm being. I'm being a little bit generous. Wow. Uh, wow. That's pretty good numbers, boys. Yeah, its opening weekend was 146, which is definitely a, a good opening right there. Absolutely. But so, unfortunately, when they make the third one, it's not going to have that strong of an opening. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I th I think that this is going to be uh, – uh, Ed's going to kill me. This is going to be the new Star Wars trilogy. The original Shut the Wars fuck trilogy. up. This is definitely going to be that. Uh, they oh, are playing it. No, not at all, dude. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. Well, when I'm, well, I thought about it on my way home. I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy, if they make part three, this is like a new they, hope. They will make part Empire three. St yeah. yeah. This is like a new hope. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I mean, you got you got you got the first movie, which you introduce all the characters. All the characters got to get together to join the team. We all have our ones, you know, our, our lovers, our comedian, you know, all that stuff. Our furry friend, you know. The second movie is so dark and 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 ends on such a down note, and you just feel so depressed. What? The you, third you, movie, need, you need to smoke some weed before you go see this goddamn movie. Because, <laughs> really? Well, because I, really? albeit emotional, I understand that, but the entire tone of the movie kind of kept the faith of, of what Guardians of the Galaxy was made famous for, which is, again, just whimsical kind of fun, comic book fun. And they did a pretty good job with it, too. They... I'll, you know what? I'll I'll meet you halfway on 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 it being a little bit more darker in depth, just because they really went into character growth in this movie on all of them too, and then some too. On on Yandu, they did went into his development a bit more too, and you really yeah. get to see a a lot of these characters shine in a lot more uh, in a better way than any other Marvel movie or comic book movie for that matter has done in the past, and um, it, I think it's. Partly just because it's not like their background is complex or, or anything, but it's just um, it's it's actually far from it. It's actually just quite simple, you know. And and that we were, and we already had the origin story, 
from all of them. So we already get the base of it too. So that's why this sequel is a bit better is because they can explore the characters a bit more. They don't need to do origins anymore. The reason why the second Batman movie was better is because you already knew the first Batman was all about. That's assuming sure. Batman's any good. Sure. But I mean I, I guess the reason why that <laughs> I'm mean, kind of the, the Dark Knight, I should say then. The, yeah, the no, Knight. I hated those movies. I hated yeah, he them. did. We've we've discussed that for Well, you know, years. I know a billion people um, that would disagree with you. It's just <laughs> yeah. Um it okay, the reason why I'm comparing it to Empire. The reason why I'm even putting it in the same ballpark is it's just because Which by the way, already high praise already. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, this movie's great. High praise for it. It's just the reason why is that I don't think that Empire started out dark. It just turned into that. And I think the movie started to take a turn when you find out that um, – oh, Jesus Christ. Peter Kurt Russell. Russell. Thank you. Wow, brain fart. Kurt Russell. When you find out that, uh, that Kurt Russell's character has killed all the uh, children. That you know that that did not possess the power. That aptly named ego, by the way. Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, wow, he's killed all these. Kids. That's a lot of skeletons. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got the big ending, which we'll talk about later. A major character dies, and the last scene of the movie, besides the ending credits, is is a rocket shedding a tear. Again, I mean, very very down note. Very blue. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. I know Rocket, the second movie that he's ended with a tear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to reiterate something. I mean, Jordan. I mean, I see what you're saying. I can see the comparison. Like the first one was brought out not thinking it was going to do anything, and it was became huge. So then they schedule a second one. But, you know, it, it keeps in line with the stories of, of every trilogy, really. You know, it, the second one is darker. The second one doesn't end on a good note because you've got to finish it in the third one. So they just kept the concept of, of finishing a story or, excuse me, a trilogy that way. Where I think you're, 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 you're sort of wrong in the sense that, like, of course they're, they're you know, they're, of course they're going to make a trilogy because they're all coming together for the Infinity Wars, you know, and that's the brilliance of this Marvel, this Marvel universe, is the fact that they're all telling separate stories that are coming together, and they're going to start doing that when the Infinity Wars comes out, which is next year, I think. Am I right on that, or maybe the year after? Oh no, it's coming up soon. Uh, 2018, I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. So next, yeah, it's coming out summer of 18. Yeah, so next year when Infinity Wars comes out, that's when they're going to start bringing the entirety of the story together, which is. The most brilliant thing, in my opinion, in the history of film that we've never, ever, ever seen before because you've got these 412 movies that Marvel has made. That's not, it's not that many. I'm exaggerating. But they're all coming together for those two movies. And we still have more characters like, like Spider-Man, boys. We still have yeah. a Spider-Man yeah. movie coming up. And this Spider-Man looks dope as fuck, too. Like... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited I am, to review Spider-Man. I'm actually guys. hyped for a fucking Spider-Man movie, man. Like, <laughs> I seriously, I, you know what? And and all, uh, hats off to Andrew Garfield because I really did like that movie, and I really did like him as Peter Parker too. I was, I really did not like him at first because I, I just, I was like, no, there's no way. But dude, just he did a really good job, and I'm, uh, it's, it's okay that Marvel didn't keep him on because this, this new character, I could totally see that part too. But uh, I, I just want to. To say that, because Toby is not my Spider-Man. Not my Spider-Man. <laughs> but th nice, that's, that's nice. going to be awesome. This picture I'm looking at right now is with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, Spider-Man, I forget the, the kid's name, I'm sure I need to. Tom Holland and uh, Chris Pratt. All, all in the same set. And it's just like, they're in costume. But you, but you, but you know why Chris Pratt's there. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I... I, I I loved Spider-Man 1 and 2, like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I loved them, you know, and I was not a fan of The Amazing Spider-Man, but, but that was also the original story they told of Spider-Man. I wasn't a fan of the movie because, you know, sometimes comics like that that are that campy just don't translate. I, I'm, but I'm with you guys. Now that they're bringing it into the Marvel Universe, like the, the, the cinematic universe, I'm, I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i actually 100% on Eric's side on this whole Spider-Man thing. Yeah, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is not my Spider-Man. Uh, I actually was a pretty big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man movies 1 and 2. I thought Agent Garfield did a good job, and I thought the sequel was really good. Um, a lot of people do not agree with that opinion. But the same thing that the Amazing Spider-Man 2 did for me is what is, is, is what is what Guardians of the Galaxy 2 did for me. Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, boys, I was I was not a huge fan of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I mean the first one, it just didn't do it for me. Uh, but this movie just really hit home on so many different cylinders. Uh, I thought not only was the acting terrific in this, I thought the story was really good, and the visual effects was. Oh, it's God. getting harder and harder, harder and harder for me to tell what's a puppet and what's a fucking CGI. So creation. so it's much ridiculous. eye candy. Um. This movie opened up on a on a good note. Like this is why I think I, I appreciate it is because the storytelling is actually pretty good on this too. It opens up with a question that we left off with on the first movie, right? Like Peter Quill's dad. Who who's he's all? What's he all about? You know, and we yeah. it's, it starts it starts off with that, you know, and and him uh, courting his mom in the woods and. Even even throwing out that that plant that he uh, that Kurt Russell's uh, uh, you know planted into the earth, he's just like, oh well, we plant it now, it'll grow into something later. Like even that, it, and it, then to throw it back later on in the movie because you knew it was, uh, yeah, like it was it's just good the way they set that up. Uh, I and then the opening to this one was fantastic too, where you have the guardians kind of on on a platform guarding. Guard, guarding, guarding the galaxy. Yeah. Guarding, <laughs> guarding, guarding. Yeah. They are the guardians are guarding uh, these uh, these these batteries or these tubes or whatever for these gold people. And Baby Groot is, I don't guys. That was a great opening sequence, man. Like, oh my goodness, guys, it was brilliant. It was who, really good. Okay, we're all okay. I'm I'm so sorry, but I got to. Who's cuter, Baby Groot or BB-8? Oh, BB-8. Yeah, I'd say BB-8. Really? Baby Groot? I think I'm going to go with Baby Groot on this one. Baby, ba- the Baby Groot's adorable. Droid, well, baby Gro- But Baby Groot's an idiot. BB-8 helps. <laughs> he helps. And he gives thumbs no, up. at the end. Baby, uh, I mean, at baby the Groot end, can, Baby can't Groot saves up. the day. Baby Groot saves the day because he remembered to press the right button. That's adorable. Yeah. Come on. He's he's fucking adorable, man. I mean, baby Well, they even mentioned awesome. it in the theater, or, I mean, in the movie, right? Where he's just like, oh, no, he's too adorable to kill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which, they said, Vin, which which in the credits. Okay, so let's talk about the credits. You, Eric, you brought that up. No, we're going to keep on going with the, the start of the movie, man. So, I mean, like, it opens no, up yeah. with an opening sequence, and then automatically... It was great. You have, like, these secondary villains, uh, uh, the, the, what are they, the Sovereign, or... I just call them the yes. gold people, but, you know. Yeah, uh, great, like uh, just awesome secondary character throughout all of this, or a secondary villain throughout all of this too. I, I love that they're that they're just keep on coming back. I love that their ships are, are all, you know, robot controlled, so they can they just kind of you know you're kind of fucked either way. It's it, which I, which are, which are, yeah, like I liked it. It was it was good. And you know, the last bit of thing that I wanted to say about the opening credits is. Uh, I was a surprised that Vin Diesel voiced Baby Groot because Baby Groot had four lines. Ah, uh, three and three, and then uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Sly- I oh. did not know that. Can we- yeah, now, 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 here is some history that I had to do some research on with with them. Okay, the Ravengers were the original Guardians to a certain degree. Okay, does that make okay. sense? So the reason, like, you've got Sylvester Stallone doing this part now, which is a minor part, and he's and he builds the story for the for the next for the for the Ravengers, you know, they're one of those things. They're they're basically really they're they're pirates with a heart. Okay, and okay. and again, I had to do some research because I was not I was not knowledgeable of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, before the original, and I did so I had to do some research on this one too. So apparently. They're like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, he's still a pirate. He still steals shit. But he he does it for a goal and a common purpose. And for, you know, Robin Hood steals from the rich to give to the poor. So that's sort of the, the original concept of the Ravengers. That they were the original sort of 
Guardians of the Galaxy, but they were they were but for hire, you know, which we find out the Guardians are as well. Mm-hmm. So I get, I'm assuming, and this is a big assumption, but I think I'm not making a far leap, that the reason Sylvester Stallone was in this movie is because they're going to have a huge part in three, as well as the Infinity Wars. And just the an rest of the Expendables, you'll see them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twist, Sylvester Stallone is actually Star-Lord's father. I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. he, may be, he is a human. He may be his father, but I'm his daddy. Nice. Uh-huh. Because here's up. You guys ever watch it, and, I, and, I, and I'm giving him a plug, and I don't know why I've never given him a plug before, because they deserve it. You guys ever watch uh, Watch Mojo on YouTube? I have. I have not. You know, like their top ten stuff? Amazing. Check out Watch Mojo. They have top tens on everything. So today, um, they had uh, they just posted it earlier today, uh, top ten f- uh, facts about Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff that makes dip- that's different from the comics to the movie. What's different in the comics about Star-Lord's father is Star-Lord's father was just an emperor. Okay. okay. Not a god. And his kingdom got overthrown by some other alien race or whatever, and he goes to Earth to escape from being killed, falls in love with Star-Lord's mom, impregnates her, but then when he finds out that he can go back to his home world because the alien race that killed his his race is now destroyed, he has the tough decision. He leaves the mom and he goes. He doesn't give her a brain tumor, and he's not some evil god. He's just an emperor. Who's to say that Sly Stallone is not an emperor? I'm just saying. Uh, well, I I mean I'll, the way that they did this was was pretty fucking dope. I mean even the way that it progressed. From defending the uh, the batteries to kind of backstabbing the sovereign to being chased out, being crash landed, and have the dad save them. <clears throat> I mean, automatically it goes it goes right into it. It was really cool the way they introduced Carlos's character and kind of what he was trying to do. Those visuals, uh, his planet was gorgeous. Uh, and mm-hmm. Mantis was yeah. with them too. Is is, is is that a new character you guys know? Is that a new? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know the Sovereign are. The Sovereign are nowhere else in any com. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I don't remember them from anything. Yeah, I, uh, not really. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, this this part of uh, uh, kind of Marvel is is kind of not not the one I followed. True. Right. Yeah. So, um. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Drax. The, yeah, we get to. This is where we get to see like the, a lot of the character development here. We get to see Star Lord with with a father figure, what he thinks is his father. Uh, we get to see uh, Gamora and Nebula, um, kind of do like their sister thing, and then uh, you know, I hate you, but I kind of love you. Uh, yeah. We get uh, Drax and and kind of his story of his family. And how his wife doesn't. God, I love Drax. Doesn't like dancing. He, yeah, he was. He was a very, he was a very bright character in this movie. Don't you think? The lab oh, yeah, is very he's contagious. So much, he's so much fun. You know, uh, I mean, we all know that I'm a big Bond fan, and uh, after seeing Guardians, I thought he was really good in it because not all the time, guys. I think we would agree that WWE wrestlers that turn into actors in movies are not really that good. <laughs> uh, the Rock, bull fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan. Difference of opinion. Are you forgetting the yeah. entire filmography of Suburban and Commando? And also, you're forgetting my wife's classics. favorite movie. Yeah, but guys, I mean, the best WWE actor is my wife's favorite movie, Roddy Roddy Piper for They Live. Yeah, there you go. Right? Right, she loves that. Kick ass uh, and quick story Before I continue on with Drax, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I, I, I just gotta tell you that real quick. Uh, then we'll go back to Drax. Um, for years, uh, and Ed, you were part of this when we did the studio and stuff. Um, we would always say us guys randomly would just quote movie quotes for no reason in conversation because we're nerds, and we would always say, you know, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. And for years, Gina had no no idea what the hell that meant. She just thought we were being stupid. Uh, and then I recorded They Live on the DVR one time, and uh, I showed her the scene. She goes, oh, my God, that's a real scene. And I showed her the whole movie. I hate the movie. I think it's a piece of shit garbage. <laughs> it's a lame movie, man. 
But Gina loved it. She thought it was great. All but, right. Uh, anyway. I always thought it was uh, Duke anyway, Nukem. So. No. Well, Duke Nukem stole it. But oh, well. anywho. But, but Drax, I just want to have a whole movie about Drax. He's so <laughs> No, you don't. Fun. He can't carry. He's no, so he, fun. He can't carry. He's You're secondary right. You're character. Right. You're right. But, You're right. He yeah. can't carry, but, but that laugh. You're right, Eric. That laugh is while we're While this is happening, though, now you have – uh, the other side stories of Rocket and Yondu going on, and they're interesting. Like I, I, I like it. Uh, I actually really like Michael Rook, Rooker as Yondu. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it, it's a really good character for him. It, it really is. I, I, I like him a lot. I think everyone agrees with me uh, uh, who's seen this movie that it is like this was. I, he stole the movie. So I, that's what I. You think. know what? And it's. Yes, I Eric. Uh, again, all night I have agreed with you. Uh, the only two roles that this guy is famously playing for me is is Yondu and also uh, the redneck brother for uh, the Walking Dead. And he, I mean, he's, did, he he's been incredible in those two about, things. What about uh, uh, Mallrats? Well, of course he was in Mallrats, and he was in some other great stuff that I seen him in before. Would you like Dead. a chocolate covered pretzel? <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, like he's really good at it. Rocket. I, I felt like I, I felt like Rocket kind of got the short end of the stick in this movie. You know, I mean, like I mean, he had some scenes after they got kidnapped, but really, by and large, he was kind of absent from the movie. This was more uh, Star Lords and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gamora. Is that her name, Gamora? Yep. It's more their story than anybody else's. Everybody else kind of gets the. No, you get you get Drax. It's like there was a very touching moment when Mantis touched him and felt the pain, and he's just kind of sitting there, just like, "Yeah, this, this is just another day, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> what you guys think of Mantis, by the way? That actress was very interesting playing her. Uh, I don't. I really hope she's not a part of the of the of the team in the future. I hope she's just like a sidekick, uh, because I don't I don't I don't see her kicking ass. You know what I mean? Well, she does. I think she'll be a strong. Well, yeah, she put she puts a god to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? A celestial, excuse me. Not quite a god. God with a little g. Yeah. yeah. But uh, giving Peter Quill that, this whole celestial power thing, too, like, I hope that'll, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe turn into to something else. But, uh, well, it's, uh, you know. Well, he can use the Force now, apparently. <laughs> no, no, not anymore. Not on that, not on, uh, on that planet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, but who knows? Like those things that ego had planted in the other planets, maybe he can go there and. Uh, I mean, he has it in him, so. Yeah. Could, yeah, because we don't. I mean, do do we really know what that black blue goo was in, on Earth? I mean, what what is that really? Was that supposed to engulf Earth and destroy it? Sure. Maybe Which, it was, it was really block. cool that they had that they went back to Earth. By the way, for that. Yeah. They're, you know, I mean, obviously we know Earth exists, but like they're they're sort of nodding to the fact that like, yeah, Earth is still here, guys, in this movie. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? That is. Where are the Avengers when that I, should happen? Like, do you think they'd be like, whoa, hey guys, like uh, we've been doing this for a while, the Avengers, you know, uh, some some weird Avenger type shit is happening over here, where like a huge point. A huge area has been just engulfed well, re- in, in a black blob over here. We really need you to come look at this. Uh, they, well, remember yeah, they just, that, they they all bro- that they broke up now. They're broken up, but they're sort of back together, but they, they're they doing their own thing. Okay. So, like, uh, they wouldn't be able to get there in time, because, really, how long did that fight last? 45 minutes? Uh, you know what I, I mean? They, oh, they couldn't the have got, they, Yeah, they couldn't have got there in 45 minutes. No, I guess um, I, I guess not. But, but again, this is this is Marvel we're talking about, so that's true. They probably could have gotten there in forty-five minutes. Quicksilver could have. So, since ah. this is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the last Marvel movie was Civil War, right? So this is after Civil War, right? I mean, Civil War has already happened in this world, right? Uh, well, if I. Yeah, I'm not, Eric. I'm gonna have to defer to you on that because I don't remember the the, the the chronological order of it. Presumably, yeah. I, I mean, it's not gonna matter. This is in the galaxy, so you know. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, if you keep a track, yeah, but I, I don't I don't think it would I don't think it would matter too much. But um yeah, I guess so. I do have some gripes. Um Eric, you may really like this. Ed has not really Ed, you haven't really said what you didn't like about it, but for me what I didn't like about it, guys, was I like the fact, you know, that his dad was a god. That felt out of place for me a little bit. And the biggest gripe I had. Oh, you, oh, you did not like that, it. It was a gripe. No, did not like it. And also, um, what I didn't like uh, was when the fact that Chris Pratt turns literally into Superman at the end. Like, literally turns into Superman. And I'm just like, oh. Or Pac-Man. Okay, so, yeah, Pac-Man was funny. But he turns into Superman. I'm like, oh, really? So, so Star-Lord's Superman now. Right, it's yeah. like Star Lord's not Superman. I, I just, I, I felt that was. No, I mean you're unnecessary. I, I understand. I, I, I get your gripe, but it was kind of mildly explained, obviously, with the power that Star or Star Lord can, kind of, uh, have on this planet. So I mean, but do you guys, but do you guys like the fact that we find out that 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 Yondu has actually been a good guy this entire time, but we just think he's bad because he didn't oh, want to turn Star-Lord over. Never I mean, since like Professor that? Snape. You know? <laughs> really? You're going to throw that with the with the Professor Snape category? Okay. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say that because that that twist ending was was like the... That was the big what-the-fucking-Harry Potter. Like, everything else about Harry being a horcrux, fuck that. But, uh, yeah, and then and this one was... Uh, kind of in the, I don't want to deter too much, but uh, this one was it was nice to know that, uh, and you kind of suspected that because of the tones in the movie where they're just like, why would you, you know, why would a captain keep a boy, you know, type thing, and the way his attitude or response would be, his body language, which again, Michael Rooker, thank you very much for being such an awesome actor in a in a blue suit, and yeah, you, you could tell that he there's. There's something there, you know. He he has a connection to that boy, and like it's in in a way that's almost very paternal. And uh, it's just it was it was a good touch. I liked it. Might not be Tough your father, him. boy. Might not be your father, boy. But I am your daddy. Yeah, that was nice. It's a fucking great line, dude. And that line is gonna probably solidify it. Then I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I've I've been hashtagging that ever since, <laughs> I, got, ever since I got the movie theater. I'm Mary nice. Poppins, y'all. Yeah, that's true. You did. It was fantastic. And but, uh, you, you said you don't sorry. like. Oh, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. No, I'm very okay. Uh, Ed, you said you don't like some stuff. I mean, uh, Eric and I are praising it. What What's up with you, buddy? Well, I mean, I I just think that because one caught me so out of left field that it was so good and it was like the absolute best. And I put it up there with Iron Man two because Iron Man two is fucking really good, uh, but. You know, all in all, I think they tried to cap to recapture what they caught in the first one, and rather than just sort of let it happen, and this has always been a big thing for me in film, is that a lot of this jokes felt forced. You know, and I I, I think that that to me just, you know, some of them weren't funny. I heard other people laughing. I just didn't find them find them funny. I found Drax hilarious. Yeah. You know, and he, but that's his character. Like he is a forced thing. Like he, he, he is unable to hold in his emotions. He can't. He has no filter. He says that as much in the first one. Yeah. But, you know, I, the, you know, like we, like you had said, the fact that his dad turns out to be a child-eating god, you know, like that, that's kind of stupid. You know, granted, it's a comic book world, and I'm a comic book fan, but it's you know, I, I've heard much worse. In, in yeah, comic book, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was like it caught me so much off guard in that regard, in that sense, as it was like, it just, it just sort of felt forced, and just, just you know, the again to also in the comic book world, there is also a giant mutant called Galactus who just eats worlds. Yeah, I, I get that, <laughs> you know, but I mean. It just I'm not saying it wasn't good. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I think they did a great job, you know, and and they took characters that 
five years ago nobody gave a shit about and made them, you know, and made them funny and made that made, made people want to see this story and made, you know, so they, they did that. That's a great thing. I just didn't personally enjoy it as much as I did the first one. And I'm chalking it up to me being kind of a, a douchebag and saying I was caught off guard by the first one. I didn't expect to be caught off guard in this one, and I wasn't. And I'm just sort of holding to my 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 thoughts on this that three is going to be better because that's just you know I'm just hoping that you know it's just that they're not going to try to recapture what was natural in the first one. Eric, what do you think about that? I mean, Marvel's been doing okay with trilogies. Iron Iron Man made it this far, so we'll see how uh, we'll see how Thor do when it when it comes out. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that trailer? I mean, I know we've seen a trailer at, at home on YouTube, but that uh, Thor Ragnarok trailer is uh, this is the only Thor movie that I'm excited to see. To be honest, it's with looking you. intense, man. I'm ready for it. Really so, excited for it. I, um, yeah, I, I'm excited I, for so so yeah. I'm, and you know what? The, another good part of the movie I, I, that uh, they do so damn well. In Guardians is, is the soundtrack. Everyone loves the soundtrack. Volume oh, one, and we got volume Agreed. two on here too. And just to have the entire movie actually go around uh, Brandy, uh, looking glasses, Brandy, uh, which is a great song. A great song, yeah, exactly. And to have it revolve around that is fantastic. Um, have that theme about it. It's, it's really is a nice touch. And then to have the rest of the, it was just it was just good. They had a really good soundtrack on there and. Then the the zune at the end too was a uh, was a nice touch too. I was wondering who was going to bring up the zune because I'm surprised to not say this as an iPod. Uh, making it a zune is just even funnier. That's that's the best. Yeah, absolutely. That that's the funniest joke. Yeah. Because where the fuck did they get the the the, the new music for the second one? And then there's a zune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like, mean, like uh, of all the things, like there's a cassette player. Like, how? Where does he get a cassette player from? Well, he has a cassette. Well, he brought it with him. Mom. He brought it with him. He brought it with him. That cassette player has been through. Well, I guess it, never. Never mind. Rocket, the way that he was repairing the machine, I guess. Because I was gonna say, cassette players have been broken time and time again in this <laughs> movie, and Walkmans have all been destroyed. And yeah, so. But I, I'll just shut up because seeing that, that fun little instrument that Rocket had where he just pretty much just like a heat gun, just uh, repairing yes. the ship. Yeah, it just repairs the ship. <laughs> it's like, damn, yeah. Which is great. I, I, that seems like a pretty easy fucking thing to do. And Rocket had a really cool <coughs> fucking battle sequence, by the way, too. Can I just bring Oh, that? in the uh, forest? Yeah, all, actually a lot of these, these battle sequences were, were really these cool. Yeah, the, the forest booby trap scene was really cool. I, I liked that a lot. It was, it was very I rockets just awesome like that I, I that's a shiny moment for him what the funny thing is that I know he's voiced by Bradley Cooper but I can't tell that that's Bradley Cooper well they it's, they they you know they enhance it well I know that it just it just you know but sometimes you would have some sort of you know Bradley Cooper come out of the character you know and I just I just can't you know like it's just they do a good job. This movie well, the same was thing really with Vin Diesel. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, which I don't know if I want to see tall Groot again. Maybe Groot. We're going to get teenage Groot in the next one. Do you think we're going to get teenage Groot? We're not going to get, we're not going to get big Groot? Did, did you stay for all five? No. Fuck all no. five. Oh, you didn't no. see teenage Groot. No, I did not see teenage Groot, yeah. but I can Google it. So he's teenage Groot now? Well, in the in the uh, one of the end, end credits, the five end credits, which is starting to become obsessive now, but sure. he was he was teenage Groot. Uh, Quill comes into like his room and he's like, "You need to clean your room. What are you doing? Get off of that thing and go do your like go do your homework." And he's like, "I am Groot. I am Groot." And he's just like, you can tell he's he's a teenager. Yeah, it was. It was and is it good? Really. Okay. Well, that, and when the introduction no, I mean, of the new the new villain too. Well, I mean, I wanted to should talk about the uh, the end credit scenes a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, who's gonna be the new villain? Well, it, this is speculatory, right? And but when and we were talking about this previously. Pretty sure it's going to be Adam Warlock. 
And if I remember okay. right, Adam Warlock is one of the arch nemesis of Thanos. And they just, because the, the Sovereign just at the end say, he, you know, I've created this new, I've generated this new person. It's this new thing. And I'm going to call him Adam. Now, for those who maybe don't know, Adam Warlock was was created in a lab, but he was he you know, and I, Eric, you schooled me on this one. He was uh, he was created in a in a lab by scientists, and he somehow ends up getting an Infinity Gem, an Infinity Stone, and becomes an enemy of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming that he becomes a bad guy in the next movie, like he's the one that they fight until they come across Thanos, which. You know, which I'm surprised they haven't yet because um, because the green chick is the daughter. So is the blue chick. Yeah, and, and so is Nebula. Yeah. So it's it's amazing that they haven't gone a, that they haven't seen him yet. Well, I think that it's going to make him that much more epic when he finally shows up in Infinity Wars with his fucking army. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it Josh Brolin that's playing him? I don't know. We don't. We, we, everything's rumor at that. I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I'm not. I don't dig like some people do because I I feel that like those people who dig are the ones that give it the hard, the the worst reviews. You say, like, well, yeah, it's because you've you know spent about eight months on the hype train here, you know, and yeah, you're you're like, oh yes, yes, and then you watch it, and you're just like, well, that sucked. So like I, I can imagine that being for a lot of movies, that's probably the same people that are giving Guardians of the Galaxy two bad reviews, just because you were on board last year, finding everything about this fucking movie, about all the celebrities that are in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah we can talk about that. All the celebrities that are in this movie. Can we? I, I have the, the list of all. Please, the, yeah. So aside from the the characters of of, of seeing Sly and Kurt Russell, uh. You had uh, Glenn Close was in a brief appearance, but she was in the first one, so I guess that's not really uh, too much, though, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Steve Agee was one that I saw. Rob Zombie was in this movie. Really? Rob Zombie? Yeah, Rob Zombie was Unseen Ravenger. Unseen Ravenger. Uh, nice. Seth Green, who played Howard the Duck. I, oh, that I wanted was... to mention that, by the way. I wanted to say that. I forgot about it. The greatest Marvel character ever, Howard the Duck. Yeah, that was Howard the, <laughs> That was Howard the Duck, so, wasn't it? We, so now again the bandwagon for Howard the Duck movie, everybody. We have to because you guys have seen Howard the Duck recently, right? There's duck titties in it. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, amazing. We had Ving Rames. Uh Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh Michelle Yeoh was in that. Miley Cyrus. Like there was Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus? Yeah. David Hasselhoff. Uh, obviously well, Jeff Hassel, Goldblum. Yeah. 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 Miley Cyrus plays uh mainframe. Who's Who the mainframe? fuck was that? She's the mainframe computer voice. Oh. Well she oh, okay, okay. I thought she was one of those yellow robots that uh that uh, you know, the fuck the blue guy. Oh uh, no, but uh, apparently she's yep, she's gonna be Doing this permanently now. Uh, Stan Lee again, of course. Which yeah, I want to talk about. His, actually... I want to talk about his scene, by the way. Sure, go ahead. It tells a lot. It tells a lot, and it sort of hints at a few things. So, and Eric, I want you because you you're, you're much more knowledge about this than I am. I'm knowledgeable. Those that 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 he was with were the Watchers. Okay, the Watchers are the ones who their job is is to tell the story of what's going on throughout the galaxy. Each one's sort of like assigned to a region, and they're not allowed to interfere. They just oversee what's going on. And the one that's involved with Earth does get involved a few times, which gets him in trouble, and you know, he, ends up, he ends up being like you know, the, the black sheep of the Watchers. So the fact that he's on their planet, and telling telling these stories, it's theorized that maybe he's that he he's the same character in every single one of the movies, and he's telling the story to the Watchers, and the Watchers are now creating the story for us. 
Wow, that's reaching. Fucking metal, I don't. Uh, well, maybe it, maybe it's reaching, but still at the same time, the fact that you have the guy who created the world that we're now living in, watching Marvel, telling the stories to the watchers, who then relay the stories of of all these planets, It's not bad. Valid, but oh, that's not bad. Um, I'm that's on the board. best cameo. That's the best cameo he's done, and it's the biggest nod to the to comic book nerds like like myself, who have a okay knowledge of the world, you know, of the Marvel universe. The fact that you got Stanley, the guy who created everything, telling his stories to the Watchers. Uh, yeah, it's well. That's just uh, me being a nerd. No, no, no. I, th- I think it's uh, it's it, uh, the ultimate respect that I think you can kind of give, you know, in, in that it, to to kind of have it go full circle. That yeah, I, I it it's it's charming. It's a nice, it's a nice mm-hmm. respectful kind of uh, notation there. I like it. It's an interesting theory. It'll be interesting if that actually pans out. Uh, I don't, I call bullshit, but hey. We'll see what happens. But, uh, okay, you know what? Let's get into our final reviews here. Ed, how much money would you pay to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? I would pay exactly what I did pay, which was full price, but not IMAX, not 3D. I went and saw it in 2D. Uh, The reason being is, unfortunately, this story does not – follow or excuse me does not for move forward the rest of the marvel universe story i thought it was good i thought that they tried to force a few things which i've gone over but there's no mention of anything that has you know con- continuity for what's going to happen next which in my opinion is the reason you have that movie was because the original one was so it was inter, it was introduced because they had to be and it was so huge, so then they made a second one, but the reason they exist in this universe is to finish the story against the war with Thanos. They had no they had no real connection to that, so for that reason, you know, I'm giving it full price, but I'm not giving it that extra bump for 3D or IMAX. All right, Eric, how much money would you pay to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Uh, I would definitely pay full price for this, too. I, I'd i be curious to see it in, like, some sort of uh, um, super theater, I guess. I know that, that there's different ones now, right? Isn't there one that's called, like, the Max or, like, the... I, I don't know. I, I think MJR is trying to do competitive uh, thing to the, to the IMAX. So they, they have new ones now that are... Supposed to be bigger, stronger, better, harder, faster, stronger, whatever the hell. And I'd be curious to see it in there. But, uh, yeah, solidly I would say full price, full regular price. It was it was a fun movie. I, I enjoyed it. I thought everything about it was great. Um, everything. You know, Groot bringing back a, a severed toe. Like, yeah. everything, it was just, it was just Unexpected parts. It was great. It, it just had fun with itself, and I, I enjoyed it very much. I would recommend this movie, especially because, just like you said, I know that uh, this hasn't uh, this movie had no purpose in any part of the series or anything, which is a standalone movie. But yeah, it's a standalone movie. Like it, you probably have a newcomer just watch it on their own and, and have them follow it. It probably would mean more if they watched the original, or I mean, the not the original, the part one, just so they can get kind of the origin story or know the characters a bit more but yeah I, that's that's what it is it's 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 a movie that did well enough that deserved a second and now we're gonna get a third i enjoyed the movie full price um full price for me too that's three full prices uh if you haven't seen this you gotta go see this this is really good this is this movie is what i've come to the point in my life now and eric i don't know if you Feel the same way I do, but uh, I don't. I don't go out and buy Blu-rays hardly anymore. Uh, very rare. Um, so this is one of the movies where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna spend money on a Blu-ray for this because I'm gonna see this multiple times. Uh, it's it's a really really solid movie. 
uh, movie guys podcast, we don't really talk about all the ins and outs of movies when it comes to like visual effects. Not all the time. And this movie is gorgeous to look at. Uh, it's very it's pretty. really very beautiful to look at. The editing is great. The sound mixing is great. Every little piece of the movie was very solid. Definitely full price on this one. Uh, so that'll be full price overall for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, boys, it's happening. I feel something inside that's changing. It, I, I feel like it wants to come out. It's a chest burster. Alien oh, yeah. Covenant. Next week. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right, all right okay. buddy. Keep it in your pants there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We understand that you got a boner for it. And, and not only do I have a boner for that, but the official trailer of Blade Runner 2049 came out this week. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, this is Jordan Gere, 2017. <laughs> this is Jordan Gere. I, I'm excited. You know what? Like, I, again, I, I, it's a lot of the movies that we've seen so far in 2017 have been, have been very good. So I'm hoping that we can keep it up. There's been some good movies. Well, you know this is going to be the best year ever because at the end of the year, at Christmas, we're going to be reviewing The Last Jedi. So, come on. I'm excited for that one, too. Really. I'm super ever. excited about that. It's going to be a good one. I mean, this is... I have told myself a million times that I need to not be so ridiculous for the Alien Covenant review. So, I'm going to try to keep my nerd boner down a little bit, fellas. A little bit. If I get too out of hand... You gotta, you gotta metaphorically smack me here, okay? Because it's, yeah, because I'm gonna go nuts. This movie's getting great reviews. So excited. Uh, but anyway, uh, after Alien uh, Covenant, folks, uh, we always go, you know, I'll let you guys know what's going on in the future. Uh, but after Alien Covenant, we have another big movie coming out, and that is Pirates, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I'm actually kind of excited to see that one too, to see what they're gonna do with Javier Bardem because. The man can do no wrong. So, excited for that one as well. Perfect. I don't know about you guys, but yep. Anyway, make sure to check us out, of course, on Podbean, where you probably download this episode, or on our website, Movie Guys Podcast, where you download this episode too, which is movieguyspodcast.com, Podbean, search for Movie Guys Podcast, and iTunes, Movie Guys Podcast. And also check out Be Real Network at Be Real Network on iTunes, on Podbean, and also on berealnetwork.com. But thank you so much for joining me, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week for Alien Covenant. This is Jordan. Have a good night. Later.